Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Welcome back, moms and dads, boys and girls, children of all ages, grandmas and grandpas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. too. What about second cousins? What about kissing cousins? Oh, my. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. It is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, not to be confused with anybody else's Rock and Roll Circus. This is Ludini, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. I'm wearing my Bonneville t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm also in the auto business, but I'm wearing this because it's a, it's a band. And oh, it was a great show oh, that Lily and I went to a couple of years ago. And um, I got the T-shirt. I uh, buy, All I'm going to say is, uh, w- Lily, we miss you. We really need to come back. <laughs> I, that's true. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, we wish Lily well. But anyways, uh, yes, I'm wearing my Bonneville shirt that I got at that show. It was super fun. Nice. Yes, yes. Um, anyways, it is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is the website. Yes, it is up and running and all that happy stuff. You want to go in there because I've been getting more into my uh, uh, private Facebook group and doing some stuff and there's some more stuff coming. I have plans. Plans mm. within plans. Nice. Schemes, yeah. if you will. So there's more and more stuff uh, adding to that all the time that you can't get anyplace else. So check that out. Totally free. Uh, LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Shout out to WolfsCustoms.online where you can go and get custom artwork done on your musical instrument. And, um, of course, Rock Rage Radio. We're sponsored by Rock Rage Radio. We are on every Sunday at noon. We are really proud to be part of that community. So uh, rockrageradio.com, download the free app where you can hear the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus as well as the great Hot Licks with Lily V6. Exactly. It wouldn't be a podcast no, without, one of without, the, the, without that. that sound effect we have. <clears throat> yeah, speaking of sound effects. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't forget yeah, that. Yeah, I was sleeping. Yes. That's a, These things happen. I have... um. My mind is a whirling torrent of ideas. Um, <laughs> actually, it is. I'm uh, I'm really excited about what I've been like putting together to, on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and so um, I was sort of planning some stuff with that, and I lost track of time to, th- this evening and did not. It so I'm a little yeah, yeah. Le- less than prepared. As if we're ever more than prepared. Exactly. Exactly. Post haste. We're good. <laughs> Post haste. So, um, check all that stuff out on the internet. It's good stuff. Um, as the song says, the hook brings you back. And on this edition of our podcast, we're going to give you the lowdown on exactly what makes you love the songs that you love. It's all about that hook, baby. And yeah. if you're confused, don't worry. Ludini and company are here to explain it all. Yeah. So we are going to be explaining this whole idea of the hook and the reason that I just got excited about doing this podcast was because last week we did a show on butt rock. Yes. And butt rock is about the very obvious big hooks. Right. In songs. So grab you. They really kind of grab you. You mm-hmm. you know, throw your fist in the air, down with the sickness, you yes. know, all that fun stuff. Yes, yes. Click, click, boom. Exactly. All that sort of thing. Um, so that got me thinking about hooks in general and there's all kind of different hooks in songs. So we're going to be talking about that um, 
on today's show, as well as I've got some interesting stuff from YouTube. Mm. And I do have a band that I heard on uh, Bill uh, Damiano's podcast, the Pittsburgh Rock Scene. Cool. He Bill has a whole thing going on over there. He's got like a radio station. I don't know what he's doing. I gotta we he and I got Bill's our hero. We have to go talk to him and find out mm. what he's doing so I can steal it. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, I'm curious what he's doing. It looks pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I, I was anyway. So I was uh, watching his podcast this mm-hmm. week as well. So um, yeah, but we have some cool stuff coming up. Um, this band that I saw on his uh, show, as well as I have some cool stuff that I got off of YouTube okay. um, this week. I actually got a lot off of YouTube, but I'm I'm keeping it to just a couple of things. Okay. So, um, what did you get up to this week, Mr. Pittsburgh? Mr. Uh, Pittsburgh is well, here. Well, yeah, you know, everybody's talking about being sick with this goofy weather in, in the Pittsburgh area, and Friday I actually got sent home from work early, and... So it's it's been and you've had this kind of week where you're just feeling shitty the whole week. So that's been my week. How about you, Ludini? Um Wow. We aren't weeks fun. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I um did I my my week was okay. I'm I'm gonna be call I'm gonna call my doctor in the morning. I I think I need an antibiotic. Uh, I have a sore throat uh, and ear ache has been going on for weeks. Mm. And uh, so, in any case, um, so that priv- that kept me a little low key over the weekend. I, mm-hmm, I did want to mm-hmm. go out and see a couple of shows, but I was just like, I just was feeling. What- Anyways, um, but I did a couple. If there's a weird movie, it's new ish, 2022. It's very right. weird. It's subtitled. It's um. Um, Finnish, Netherlands, something okay, like that. Okay, sure. It's called Viking Wolf. Ooh. Um, and it borrows a lot from some of our favorite werewolf movies, like The Howling and okay. American Werewolf in London. Uh-huh. But what it is is it's more of a personal story. Okay, about this woman and her daughter. <clears throat> And so it's, so they bring it kind of like down to earth, uh-huh. you know. Um, I thought it's like pretty good situations and stuff like that. I thought it was I thought it was well done for what it was. All right, but you know, I mean, you know, how many times we it is a kind of a cliche thing we've seen a gazillion yeah. werewolves over the years. But I, it, you know, if you like that thing, that type of thing, you might, you might find it interesting. It, I wouldn't like say it's a great movie. It was, it was an hour and a half of. Entertainment. Okay, there you go. That, that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. Um, and I finished this book that is taking me fucking forever to finish, well, and it's not long. Reading is fundamental. It is fun, and it is mental. Oh, it sure is. But um, this is not a very long book. I have done, you know, the Stephen King, you know, 1,300-page things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and not wanted some of those to end. <laughs> right. You know, he gets so into the characters and you're just so caught up in the story and you're, you just, you know. Um, what's great about Stephen King is he does this thing where he, he creates these characters and you fall in love with them, but you know it's Stephen King. Right. So, so he's going know. to do terrible things yeah. to them. Um, but um, in any case, so this is a book called The Croning by Laird Barron. Mm-hmm. And it is not a very long novel, relatively short, and it has an awesome start. 
the beginning of the book is a retelling, a reimagining of the story of Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And but this Rumpelstiltskin is like like a really evil demonic being Ooh. that actually eats children. Oh, like, interesting. Literally, okay. eats children. Yeah. Um, and it's described and but he creates this kind of lore around. It. It's really good. Um, and then the book shifts to this main character. His name's Don Miller, mm-hmm. and he's um. He's kind of uh he's one of these people who's um not paying he's not he's either not paying attention in life too much uh-huh. or he's really in major denial. Okay. And you gotta get this okay. is, you know, that this yeah. is because his wife is some kind of high priestess in some kind of like ancient cult. Okay. That calls forth these, you know, mm-hmm. Lovecraftian kind of Beings, right. you know these outer gods or whatever, and um, it like takes it, you know it has a good start. That's the, the you know the Rumpelstiltskin thing is start. They do bring that back in, explain it at the very end. It's like they he bookends the book with that. Okay, um, and then as this thing starts out with his man and his in his wife, it starts out really interesting, and then there is a long period where it's it just really feels like nonsense. Like we don't really need to know all these things like uh-huh. it felt like maybe he was stretching it i know what he was he's getting paid by the word well, <laughs> if he was it still wasn't very many words but it yeah. felt long because there yeah. was this like period of the book where like, like mm. you don't you know we didn't i know what he was trying to do he was trying to kind of like uh, have this idea have you have this experience where the stuff that these people are caught up in is like it's mysterious and weird. Okay. And so you don't he doesn't give a big dump on what it is. Right. He allows the the, the, the kind of very yeah. slowly so but it's very confusing just like they are confused. Okay. You know what I mean? So I oh, think it's what he's trying okay. to do. Yeah. But it didn't it, it it just the way in my opinion, like he didn't really it was a great idea what he was going for, but he didn't quite get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's well written. The guy you, likes to use forty dollar words, Ooh. so there was a lot of you know, um, calling up on Google. You know, like what is this? Um, you know what word I like? Tell me, moist. And, it, and it's in this word. Maybe not. It's in this book of several times. Dilettante. Oh, oh that that's word? a that's a band name right there. Dilettante. A dilettante is somebody who like. Like what kind of like me who talks a lot of BS about stuff, but doesn't really know what he's talking about. That's a dilettante, you know, people that, you know, I mean, most of the people on social media that are talking about politics. Right. You know what I mean? You know, they don't, you know. Exactly. uh, You know, so and and, and anyway, so it was it was all right. Okay. It didn't. You know, it didn't, it didn't blow. Uh, it didn't blow my mind, but you know, so two things this week are kind of meh. I will try to do something more exciting this coming week for you guys. Well, temperatures going up. That that's the big thing. You know, I'm old when I don't want to go outside because it's too cold. It's out. too cold. I'm out. staying inside. But uh, weather's supposed to turn tomorrow. So, just to give you people listening a, an idea, uh, in the Pittsburgh area that we're, we're, we're located here. Uh, today, uh, it was like uh, 33 degrees. No, it was in the 40s, dude. 
No, but I mean, it's like like not, it's dropping. I'm okay. talking about the low. Yeah. Um, tomorrow's going to go all the way up to 68. So no yeah. wonder we're all sick. Well, we had that sick one day where it was in the 70s, and the next day it was in the 40s. Exactly. Ah! Uh, I was like, no, 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 winter's back. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking groundhog. Yeah, right? so we'll try to do something more exciting for next week. We will get you guys something, you know, some good stuff. Um, there is all kind of interesting rock news. I posted in the group this week about David Gilmour and um, R- Roger Waters are at each other's throats all <laughs> over again. David Gilmour's wife, like, poked at... Uh-oh. Roger Waters mm-hmm. on Twitter and it precipitated this whole thing Lord. and you know they're, I mean these guys are elderly gentlemen yeah. they're probably not long for this world <laughs> and they're gonna go out you know with this right, kind of bitter stupid, thing between yeah. each other um, I understand there's a lot of money at stake and you know these are you know guys that probably you know they were in Pink Floyd so they probably take what they did mm-hmm. pretty seriously and um but I think what happened was this, because I've seen this type of thing happen in bands. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you got you have to you know you you lose a guy you a guy right. quits or yeah. whatever yeah. or in the case of Pink Floyd you know has to go into a mental institution. Right. Well, it happens. In any case, you know you lose somebody and you need to fill that spot. And I think Roger Waters was sort of had his eye on like. Now, you know, Sid's gone. David Gilmore, he'll come in as a guitar player, mm-hmm. but it's going to be my band. Right. I think that that's what he yeah. was was thinking. And <clears throat> it turned out that David Gilmore is an awesome songwriter and he's a very good singer. And actually, as the band went on, he was singing more and more, like more of their yeah. songs that you know on uh, on the radio and stuff like that are sung by David Gilmore more and more. And I think that that was what caused the the initial thing of it. I don't think that Roger Waters is like you know, like some kind of. Well, he he, he has some interesting opinions. Like I saw him on Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. and I, he has some interesting opinions on on stuff. I'm not gonna like write him off for his politics. This has nothing to do with that. Right. But um, it just is. The way him and David Gilmore conduct themselves is just like, you know. <laughs> uh, he, David Gilmore even has a song where he, he says, you know, you know, in something, something, and my and my former friend told me to go fuck myself. Oh. <clears throat> you know, cause you, who, yeah. I wonder who he's talking like, yeah, about. Right. You know. Um, it's just. <clears throat> it's really. Um, weird, but there. So these guys are, see themselves as artists mm-hmm. and have different visions for the same thing, and I think that they take both take that stuff very seriously, oh, yeah. maybe too seriously. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Pink Floyd has never been like you know other. You know, I di- I will say I did roller skate yes. to another brick in the wall part two. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I roller skated to yeah. that. Yeah, it has a disco beat. Exactly, but. Other than that, they weren't like a get up and boogie kind of band. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. songs, like good listening music, oh, yeah. thoughtful, introspective, interesting soundscapes, interesting musicianship. But um, they weren't like a you know let's get up and rock out kind of kind of band. <laughs> exactly. So you can tell that they probably take themselves somewhat seriously. Seriously, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so 
and so I don't know if you're aware of this. Yes. But Roger Waters went back into the studio recently and re-recorded Dark Side of the Moon. Really? Without the without this pesky other people. Other band members. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were messing up his vision. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And he took out all the kind of like there was some interesting um like Nick Mason and David Gilmore had all kind of like ideas to do stuff with electronics and everything. Uh-huh. So there's a, I can't remember. It's the uh, beginning of money where you hear that. Oh uh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. That's on a tape loop that oh, is yeah. on a, the tape is going around a microphone stand. Wow. Like, so they could get it at the time uh, right, that they wanted. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. So, that's crazy. So they did all kind of fun stuff. Like, well, he kind of supposedly took, got rid of all that. Oh man. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. You know, Dark Side of the Moon, like the longest charting album of all time. Uh huh. Hey, <laughs> let me re- really? record it. Yeah. You know, my like, way. We, <laughs> it's 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 sad and pathetic, but it's also like obnoxious and funny. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like the stones of somebody to go like. Right. No, 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 no. I can do better I can than do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. that was bullshit, the stuff we did in the 70s. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that garbage. <laughs> so. All right. So some interesting shit's going on in music. But. Yes. Let's talk about hooks. Okay. Oh. Hooks. And um, I want Not to, hookers. No. Not hookers. Not. That's later. Hooks. That's later. Um, Let me get the hook first. I <laughs> want to. um I want to read the lyrics to this song, okay? Um, because this song was uh, also uh, instrumental in this coming up with this podcast. Mm-hmm. The hook brings you back. Yes, this is a song by Blues Traveler, nineties, mm-hmm. <clears throat> big hit, mm-hmm. big hit song, and I, I think the lyrics are really interesting and are very, uh, you know, I think they're poignant. Yes. In terms of what we're doing today of talking about hooks. It doesn't matter what I say. So long as I sing with inflection, that makes you feel I'll convey some inner truth or vast reflection. Mm. But I've said nothing so far mm-hmm. and I can keep it up for as long as it takes. And it don't matter who you are. If I'm doing my job, it's your resolve that breaks mm. because the hook brings you back. I ain't telling you no lie. The hook brings you back. On that, you can rely. I think that this is the definition that, yeah, that cuts of a right hook to the in chase a song. There, yeah. It cuts right to it. Oh, yeah. Um, I would like to go to song facts. Okay. And maybe come back to this if there is a um, song fact. Yes, there is. Oh, nice. Um and, and I'm because I'm kind of I think that there's some uh, I think there's some satire in the song about the music business stuff. So we'll get yeah, we're, yeah. I, I might want to we're going to refer to that later. But that song like really kind of, you know, is, is the kind of definition of what a hook is. Oh, it's yeah. the part of the song that, you know, you kind of wait to hear, you know, it yeah. goes away, it comes back, it goes away. And you can't, it feels so good every time it comes yep. back. Yep. Oh, here it is. You know what I mean? I, oh, I love this part. This is the best yeah. part yeah. or whatever. Yep. Right, we all have we all have that. Um, here's what uh, Berkeley College of Music, oh, Berkeley, yes. has to say about how to write 
uh, killer song hooks. Mm. Now, I'm not going to read the whole article to you about this whole thing, but I'm going to go through the highlights. Okay. Number one, the melody, mm-hmm. harmony, and lyrics speak the same message. Oh, yes. Okay, so, in other words, everything's complementing each thing. Exactly. It all fits together. It all fits together, right. There's nothing that's jarring and takes you out of um, the the meaning or the the direction or whatever. There are songs that intentionally do that. Mm -hmm. That's that's a different thing. That's a different thing. Um, The lyric of the hook is the only answer to the verse's question. Well, yes. Okay. So I think a good let's let's um well I think that the song we just read the lyrics to mm-hmm. is a really good example of the verse sort of like postulating the kind of like right you know question if you will and yep, then yep. the and the, then the, the verse the, the chorus, chorus comes in yeah. and explain gives the answer. You're like oh of course the hook brings exactly you. yes. The lyric, okay, this is again from uh, a Berkeley uh, EDU. The lyric of the hook is concise and sparks curiosity in the listener. Mm. Uh, long hooks, short hooks, partial phrases. Um, hooks like unbreak my heart mm-hmm. or make every word hurt are commanding. Uh, with an impossibility that makes you want to hear more. Mm-hmm. Sitting on the dock of the bay. Mm. Expresses a simple, uh, conversational, also visual message. It tells it like it is. Interesting words like falter and unconditional spark my curiosity because of their uniqueness or character that is larger than life. Mm. Uh, The hook is spotlighted through contrast. So musical hook stands out from the uh, section it came from before because mm-hmm. it, it, there's sort of contrast there. Again, it's the sort of question and answer thing. Oh, okay. Call yeah. and response. Yeah. Um, I have an example of a call and response in the songs we're going to talk about a little bit later. Okay, good. The hook benefits from position and repetition. Mm, yes. So there are okay. hooks that are start out, start the song out. Right. Have you heard about the lonesome loser? Song starts out. That, you know. Boom. There it okay, is. Then it goes away and it comes back, goes yep. away, it comes back. You know, another song that starts out with the hook is Carry On My Wayward Son. You know, yes, that starts yes, out with the hook. Yes. <clears throat> exactly. Um, sometimes we lead up to the hook. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. Um, sometimes the hook, sometimes there's hooks all the way through the song. It's going to be, we're going to get into this in a minute. But Lean On Me is a beautifully simple song that repeats melodic hooks over and over. Um, you know, just think of dun, 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 dun. Right. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. Dun, 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 That's a, almost like the scale or like just notes uh-huh. right out of the chords. Like right. That almost sounds like something like if you had a little toy piano, dink, 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 dink. You know, like, you know, you, know, exactly. you could, you know, um, and of course, if come back, cursor, because oh, yeah. cursor is making me curse. Cursive, cursive. And of course, uh, that's all there is to writing a great hit song. No, <laughs> it says long <laughs> songwriting online with Berkeley. I'm not going to do that. No, no, mm, not going to do it. Not, not, no, 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 not going to do it. Um, now here's another fun one. Yes. Come on. Load, baby. Come on, computer. Load. Load. Like computer. A, like, yeah. Hello, computer. 
Mr. Computer Man. Um, so this is from us, uh, secretsofsongwriting.com. So I, again, I don't want to, I'm not going to read the entire article, but um, hooks, they keep the audience fixated on the song and they stay in the musical mind of the listener long after the song mm-hmm. is finished. Just think about those songs that are like earworms. Yep. Yeah. Just like we said uh, last week in the butt rock. That they're designed to do that, you know. You can, you know, like, oh my God, get out of my head! Yes, yes. Um, there's uh, here, they give some examples: a superstition. Mm-hmm. Yes. Smoke on the water. Born in the U.S.A. I mean, born oh, in course. the U.S.A. I was born in the U.S.A. I what was, I say? Oh, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. It's like, <laughs> you know, but in a way, it's perfect because it's completely relatable and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. simple yeah, and yes. you can and the phrase like is easily repeatable in that cadence with uh-huh, that melodic right, rise and right. fall Billie Jean oh yeah uh, Ho Hey by the Lumineers I, I don't they, that's a new that's one of the songs that like that your kids like ones. moves like Jagger that's an earworm yeah yeah Royals by Lord I like that song yes um each of the songs are short. They have catchy melodic shape. They combine that mm-hmm. melody with a catchy rhythmic pattern. They often uh, that they often disappear at various spots throughout the song. Songs with strong uh, motivic mm-hmm. development don't necessarily need an obvious hook. Okay, so this is interesting here because this is what's going to lead me into where I want to kind of go with this. Okay, um, because there are songs. Yes. Where the everything about the song is a hook. Right. Okay, and I will give you an example. I this song, I can't remember eh, it popped up on Spotify or something. Mhm. And I hadn't heard the song since it was new. Okay. <clears throat> and it came on and I'm listening to it and as as the song very quickly I'm really getting into it and I'm like, "Wow, what an awesome song." And it's That's All by Genesis. Everything oh, wow. uh-huh. in that song, the bass line is a hook. Uh-huh. The keyboard solo is a hook. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you could sing it. I could be you know, doing yes. it because it's just, you know, the, the lyrics are a hook. Uh-huh. Why does it always seem to me you look at me me looking at you you looking at me it's always the same it's just a shame that's all uh-huh. I don't even like love that song that much or anything but know it. I fucking know it because it's just <laughs> insane the words all and the words are fun they kind of yeah twist around kind of, each other yes, it's exactly. like a, it's saying it's uh-huh. like you remember when you're a kid and you would like to say limericks uh huh that was like you know poetry to like a, in in school was like you know for most of us like yawn but limericks were fun yes. Exactly. They were, they were fun. Yeah. And it's fun to do, put words together in ways uh-huh, like that. Uh-huh. So it's a kind of a fun song to sing along to. Yeah. It's super memorable. Every yeah. part of it's a hook. The drums are a hook. The bass line is a hook. Everything about, I don't know if there's a tambourine in it, but that's a hook. Like <laughs> that, that, Everything about that, it's a hook. Every part of that song is a hook. It's yeah. in, it's insane. It's, it's, it's masterfully put together. And it was a big hit and mm-hmm. it deserved to be a big hit. Right. Um, but sometimes in songs, Yes. Hooks aren't always that obvious, especially when you're talking about album rock, um, AOR, whatever uh-huh. you, whatever, I don't know what they're calling it. I don't know what the kids are calling it these days, <laughs> but 
You're talking about that, you know, the big classic rock era. And some of these songs, you have to question, why? Where's the hook? Yeah. Like, it's a great song. Yeah. Why? Why is Why? this a great Where song? Why? Where is that hook? Where, what's, what about this is making me want to listen to it over and over? Uh-huh. Or even if I don't want to listen to it over, what? why is it like played on the radio over and over exactly. and over? But even though so I, I'm not seeing the, you know, it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like, mm, bop, mm, bop, but, you know, it doesn't right. have anything obvious yeah. like that in it. So we're going to talk about some of these songs. I got 10 of them here. Some of them are obvious, just uh-huh. just for, just com- for compare and contrast. Um, so we're going to start with War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Huh. Okay. So what is the hook? Is it the bass line? Am I? I don't know. Um, you know, here's what we can do. Why don't you want to listen to it? We because could probably my brain listen to it a little bit. Yeah, and uh, because we're we are allowed to do that now. That's um, right. War pigs. War pigs. Black Sabbath. So I introduced somebody to uh, Mac Sabbath this past. Oh, week. did you? That was fun. So I think this is a kind of a setup. I wouldn't call this a hook. Yeah, yeah. Here's where it starts to get interesting. Uh huh, uh huh. Generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where's there's no it does that, and then it goes into. Okay, so the chorus is kind of well. Is that the chorus? I don't know. Oh. Then there's this section, and then okay. Ozzy sings yeah. again. So it's those hmm. three sections that are primary, and of course, there's the big long outro. Right, right. Uh, what's it called, Luke's Wall, or whatever they call that, um, at the end. But what is the hook to that song? Yeah, there's some neat stuff. There's some really neat yeah, stuff going on. I, there. I think. I think here's my sort of take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple things. First of all, it's the melody, especially in the beginning part, is call and response. Generals gathered in their mouth. Mm-hmm. Then the response. Da, 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 da. Oh, so yeah. So it goes, one yeah. goes up, uh, one goes down. It's a call yeah. and response. It's one of the oldest <clears throat> four song forms that there yeah. is. That's so when people were working in the fields and they would they would sing to each other. That's mm-hmm. how they got started, call and response. Um, so it's I think it's innate in us to, to like have that. that well, in, we like yeah, that. Yeah. We like that. We, that immediately appeal, appeals to us. Exactly. Um, I also think... The other hook of the song is the anti-war sentiment because mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure when this came out, but I don't know if Vietnam was still going on or maybe it was just, it just wrapped up. Yeah. Um, but I think Vietnam was probably still going on. I think this was Nixon era, um, maybe before. I, if somebody, maybe we could look that up. But um, <laughs> uh, oh, I I, I'm drawing a blank on that. I, be, I believe it was during the Vietnam era. So it has an anti-war sentiment which would be, have been very 
popular mm-hmm. with people at that time. Everybody was, you know, really down on the war in Vietnam. And the song kind of portrays who's really to blame, which are <clears throat> these people that sit up on the hills and they actually don't get right. in the and do the dirt dirty work. Did you yeah. find that? So it was uh, released in 1970. So yeah, Vietnam was yeah. still going okay. on. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that it really appealed to the right. to, to that thing. Right. Um, I watched an interesting um, documentary. I'm going to digress for a minute on Black Sabbath mm-hmm. um, a few weeks ago. It's on YouTube. It's really good. I got to find this guy's YouTube channel again because th- he did a really good job. wasn't super long. Yeah, it was maybe about fifty minutes or so. But he, I was he. I got inform. He gave information I had never heard about Black Sabbath before. Interesting. But they were pissed because it was another band. They were called Witchcraft or something like that, okay. and they actually did encourage Satan worship. Oh, and sure. they were yeah. they would come on. Yeah. They would try to you know they would make their show into a uh, like a sort of like um pagan Demonic thing mask yeah or something like thing. that yeah. Yeah, yeah they were actually doing it black sabbath was not doing that they called their name was called earth there was another band called earth they decided to change their name geezer written a song called black sabbath uh-huh. and so they just changed him into black right, sabbath it's that simple that. yeah it's that simple they needed a name and they thought that that sounded cool black sabbath like it sounded like rock and roll <laughs> um, you know they had at one point in the band they had they had a weird instrument. Um, they not not an accordion, but it was something like they had like a, a saxophone or yeah they had a saxophone in the band. Yeah, yeah. Eventually they, they, they oh, those wild. two guys quit. Yeah, and it was just just uh, the four of them. <laughs> but um, in any case, so I did that. I didn't know, but they were always trying to write songs where God would win. Uh-huh. And they wrote, they have a lot of songs that have to deal with God and Satan kind of duking it out. Right, That's like right. what black, and it's so hilarious because so many like Christian people and rock haters, like from right, the, back the, in the seventies and eighties were like black Sabbath. They are the most satanic, satanic panic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not, that's <laughs> that no, was just exactly. Yeah. And they were so frustrated. <laughs> they were so frustrated. The, 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 it plagued them everywhere they went. Yeah. They were like, we are devil worshipers. In fact, we're trying to tell you not to go to the devil, to follow God. <laughs> I mean, they weren't like a Christian rock band. Right, but they right. But you know, nonetheless, they weren't but they, Satan they were like, either. I think that they were, they were like a lot of bands like Jethro Tull mm-hmm. and some of these bands that like to, uh, um, Uriah Heep, that like sure. to play off of like this, these like mythological kind of yes, ideas yes. of good and evil. And I think that's all that they were doing. That's, yeah. well, that wasn't, that. I don't think that. They said that mm-hmm. both Geezer and um, and Ozzy were really, really fr- actually all yeah, the guys fine. were really frustrated uh, with that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we're not Satan worshippers. Yeah, I mean they were just completely pissed. But yeah, I think that the hook on that is that. Also, I think that the the, the vocal line. They always the-, uh, the vocal line here, I think, is really. So what he's doing there, hide themselves, politicians hide themselves away. They only started the war. That's very major key, although the riff is in a minor key. 
So what he's doing, he's doing something modally. Uh-huh. It's I don't even know if you re- knew he was doing it, but he's do, he there. It's Mixolydian is what that's called, um, and it's really neat. And it, it, there aren't a lot of he he does that a lot. He does that in Crazy Train as yeah. well. It's, well yeah, the verses in Crazy Train, it's the same thing. It's got that real kind of like almost uh-huh. major key kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so wow. so like it. He's a. I think he's a good melodicist. Yes, melodicist. But anyway, so it's a big song. The hook. The I think the hook is more woven in throughout yeah. of the song. It's that. Call and response vocal. It's the anti-war mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing coming out at the right time. Okay, let's do another one. All right. Smoke on the water. Okay. Now, this is on somebody's list. Okay. Smoke on the water by Date Purple. Deep, they really deep. They're very deep. Okay, let me ask you the question. Sure. Which one is the left channel of the guitar and the right channel of the organ, or is the left channel of the organ and the right channel of the guitar? I thought the organ was on the right. Whoa. I always maintained that John Lord was the second guitarist in Deep Purple. I mean, yeah. like he played an organ through a Marshall stack. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when, you, when you just played it back, it, like in my head it switched. And, yeah. That was and also, cool. all, like, my, they don't, in my woman from Tokyo too, there's stuff mm. I didn't realize was organ until very recently. I'm like, fuck, that's organ. That's not guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and anyways, anyways. Um, really cool. So Smoke right, on the Water. So what's the hook? Let's listen to it. I think that this is a good example where the guitar riff, at hook. least a major hook of oh, the song. Yeah. It is maybe yeah. not the only hook. I think there's more than one in this. We're going to talk about songs with more than one hook. But I think, you know, just the fact that this is the first song everybody learns to play on the guitar. Yeah. Even people don't know yeah. how to play the guitar will go, oh, I can wish smoke <laughs> on the water. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? exactly. On the one string, you know, uh-huh, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And he doesn't the bay Roger Glover stays on the G yeah, yeah. and only changes for to the C and the, the B flat. And that is dun, dun, dun. um that that that's really well arranged. That's juicy, makes mm-hmm, it feel good. Mm-hmm. Co- if if that is that's not a hook, but that's complimenting the hook. Right, right. Cause if you don't have that, then you just have them playing that riff over and over. Exactly, yeah. So that yeah. Boom, 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 mm-hmm. It's a nice counterpoint. Yes. We all came out so the song tells a story. And I've, we've okay. talked about this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the uh, burning down of the... Uh, um, um, what's the name of the Grand Hotel? Um, in Swiss, in Geneva, mm-hmm. there was a true, true story. Frank Zappa, um, and the mothers were playing somebody with a rocket launcher. 
set off like a rocket launcher yeah. in there and like it caught the place on fire and it burned down. And and, and Claude, the owner, was pulling kids out and, and putting them on the ground so they could like catch their breath and stuff. Right. The whole song is telling the story of that wow. exact event. Yeah. yeah. Which, okay. Yeah. Which is funny because I've listened to it for years and until we talked about it, I'm like, that is a whole story. So, so, yeah. th- so that is kind of you know, and that's something that isn't in a lot of songs right now. I don't think this idea of like there's a narrative that goes mm-hmm. through the song, right? And that's neat. That was a there was there there were so many songs that were big big hits that followed that, like uh, uh, "Ode to Billy Joe," right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, uh, the 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 day my mama socked it to the Harper Valley PTA. Yep. There's yep. tons of songs that just tell the story. story, like yeah. you know, and it. Yeah. I, I, it unwinds. Uh, uh, Lily's famous for talking about Iron Maiden, and they do a, they do a lot of songs like that. But uh-huh. that isn't like that was like a big thing in pop songs to do. So this is kind of like a heavy rock song like that. Right. So here's the chorus. Okay, so there's that. I okay. Now here's the thing. With it, first of all, the chorus is super. Smoke on the water, mm-hmm, fire mm-hmm. in the sky. Smoke on the water. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like easy to sing along with. Yep. I also think that smoke on the water. I'm sure most people did not know the true story of the song. Right. And so most people were thinking smoke on the water having to do with smoking marijuana whoa, whoa. yeah the, the, you, know, yeah. The, you know, i mean this was the this was the hippie culture right i'm sure that this came out probably right around the same time as the black sabbath came mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. like maybe 1972 um so yeah so I would say on smoke, something like smoke on the waters is a sort of example of where like really the most memorable part of the song is that guitar riff I'm going to, I'm going to, what do you think, Mr. Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think so. Because, and here's the case in point, uh, as we come out of the chorus, your brain's almost wanting that guitar riff again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Kinda, you're like, you're kind of waiting for, yeah. guitar, that's a good point. You're kind of waiting like, for the guitar oh, there riff. There it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So, this one right here, this is a huge song. Yes. Hu- okay, so we need, so where is, so let's talk about, let's let it play for a second. All right, here we but go. What is the hook on this song wow. right here? Okay. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. What is it that like, like I I know you probably can't do this, but try to imagine if how do I want to say this? You you're you just you're not a Rush fan, but okay. you but you know this song and you like yes. it. Okay. What about the song grabs me? Grabs you. Um, well, uh, the opening, uh, 
the opening lyric is repeat that 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 style is repeated throughout the song. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yes, 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 yes. But I can remember listening to the song and then waiting for that specific, eh, uh, you know. Well, let's listen to it. The song has a lot of parts. One of the things that, like, I always said about this album with for Rush was they took the ten years that they had in the beginning of like honing what they were doing mm-hmm. songs album size with we're all one song and stuff like that and they took all that kind of progressive rock thing and were able to condense these songs into it's like a, radio songs yeah, yeah. but still retain their progressive rock thing it's really neat with this the, this whole album is a is really incredible <laughs> That riff is sick. Yeah, yeah. What do you say about his company? Is what you say about the society? Catch the mist, catch the myth, catch the mystery, catch the myth. The world is the world is love and life are deep. Maybe as it's Here's that part. The day's time saw you, he gets high on you. And the space he invades, he gets by on you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has a lot of neat things. Intricate parts And, and, and they're in there, put yeah. together well. Yeah. Nothing seems too... There's, there, there's surprises without it sounding too jarring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It isn't yes, like, you yes. know, all of a sudden they start playing like like the Benny Goodman orchestra or something. You know right. I mean? Yeah. Right, it's like, right, right. It, it all you know, kind of melts kinda, together all kinda mel- It works yeah. well um, together. Um, I disagree though with, and the space he invades gets by on you. I, I'm telling you, me and all my friends sang, and the Spacey Invader gets by on you. Space Invaders was a huge <laughs> video game. And then they play this keyboard line. This sound, that right, sounds that like, like a, a video, video game. game. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure that like Getty has talked, like people have said this to Getty. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I am. I know I'm not the only one. I know it was the only kids faith community <laughs> that thought, you know, and I had no lyric sheet or anything. Yeah. You didn't know what the words, no. there's a lot of songs I didn't know what the words were until this year. I, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> oh my God. You know, um, the, I, there's a, there's a, uh, Rebel Yell, and I can't remember the line, um, but uh, there's a YouTube video where it's just a, it's a lyric video to Rebel uh-huh. Yell, and I can't remember what the lyric oh, is. Yeah. But everybody in the comments was like, "Absolutely that," and it's, it's the this. same line. I can't remember the part it was um, in, in the song. It's absolutely hilarious. So that's a that poses a whole other question about music. Like, mm-hmm. does it matter? No. Like if the, if that's the words that you like Sing and it means something to you, <laughs> that's right. Sing exactly. Them. I think here's my here's what I think the hook is to Tom Sawyer because we're we're taking a very long time. Yes, we are. <laughs> well, we just like doing this. Um, we're like been forty five minutes on this. Um, right. just on Rush. Uh, no. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, the, the the here's here's what I think the hook is to Tom Sawyer. Uh-huh. I think that you can look anytime the song comes on. Watch what people do. Everybody air drums. The hook yeah. to this song yeah, is, is up, Neil Peart's drum beat. Yep. It's killer. Yeah. It's just sick. It just yeah. you know, it's not your standard. 
Yeah, it's 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 grooving as hell. It, the drum sound yeah. is great. I mean, like it's fucking awesome. Yes. <laughs> and I think that that is like I think, I think the song right. is kind of built around uh-huh. that. Yeah. And it's snow. It's not that big of a surprise, right? I mean, he was a songwriter. That's the thing people forget about Neil Peart. Everybody's the way, and he is, was arguably arguably rocks mm-hmm. one of rocks greatest drummers. But he's a great songwriter. Yes. Um. So this is a fun one. This is obvious, but not obvious. Um. Not here obvious. we go. Let's pull it out. It's obvious. Thank you, Mister Obvious. Do, 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 do. All right. uh, again, like I said, it's obvious, but not obvious. Uh-huh. Backward siren or something. It was a a horn from uh, David Lee Roth's Volvo. They brought it up, recorded it, and played the tape back. Okay. Or, yeah. <clears throat> or slowed it down. Yeah. Great. Is that him raking the strings uh-huh. behind the nut? Yep. Um, yeah. I, and it's you know what it mimics the sound of somebody like tinkling a little thing on the exactly on the, on the keyboards. Yeah. 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 Ironically, Eddie was not a bad uh, pianist either. This song is three minutes and 36 seconds. Rush's uh, Tom Sawyer is four minutes, 33 seconds. So it's a minute longer. is like mm-hmm. you know really like that's the hook I think that there is some I think there's some other things first of all I don't know if this song without Eddie Van Halen would have been nearly as effective no so I think that that riff has a oh, lot yeah. to do yeah with um with it as well I mean that is like one of it's a giant air guitar riff that mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. um also I think too that beginning with I, I, this isn't a hook but it really adds to the magic of the song is that bass in the beginning uh, boom 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 distorted yep. that's I think that that's sick also on this song So that solo is da 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 That's it. I mean, like I'm not singing all the right notes, but you you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very and he does the same solo twice. Yep. Yep. And it's like for a guy who's like, you know, credited with kind of starting shred or whatever. Um, like it's a super I mean, it's a solo that maybe like Elliot Easton would play or something. It's like, you know, it's it's freaking awesome. 
So, I mean, I think that here's an example, too, of like every part of the song being it's a, very it memorable. It's very hooky, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very hooky like the whole way through. The whole song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Eddie didn't just blow, he didn't just go, well, I can two-hand tap and like do like Eruption yeah. Part 2. Like, no, <laughs> listen to this. He's like, this works this for- This is kind of cool, yeah. I remember him um, saying, when he brought um, Dance the Night of the Way to the band, uh-huh. that, like they were all like, it doesn't even have a guitar song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a record label was mad because it didn't have a guitar yeah, solo. No and he's guitar like, solo. You know, yeah. well, it, it you still know, might they, be all right. They got their revenge because when they released right now, the song right now as a single, they took the guitar completely off of it. Oh, really? The pop version of it? No. Played on the pop stations. There's no guitar at all. There's oh, no guitar solo. Funny. There's no guitar rhythm guitar. It's purely Eddie. I mean, it's purely um, Sammy singing with the Alex. Eddie uh-huh. playing the piano. Yeah. Um, wow. And Michael Anthony and yeah. those guys singing the background. background. Yeah. There's no there's no guitar on it wow. at all. Now this song I this I I threw this in because this is an example of like, of course this is a um, <laughs> a hook. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Like you know I don't need to tell you. <laughs> you know you yeah. immediately know. <laughs> I mean, like, and the other thing I want to bring out is, like, lyrically mm-hmm. um, on these songs where there, there's these, I think that, like, Running With The Devil is uh-huh. a song that, like, while it's about them kind of, like, being on the road and, right. like, what a crazy life it is, it's something that you also kind of feel about your own life. Exactly. Like, sometimes you yeah. feel like, man, I'm like, you know, I'm feeling like I'm running with the goddamn devil. There's so right. much shit going on, you know what I mean? And I don't know what's coming at me next. And um, I think Highway To Hell is the kind of same sentiment, the mm-hmm. kind of, like... Like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. We're on the highway on the to hell, highway so hell. We might as well go. I don't think we need to go too far. Of course, that opening guitar. That's insane. Uh-huh. I could that's listen to that over and over. You can hear the pick. Right. Hitting the strings. Listen to that. You hear that. Exactly. I mean, I'm I'm playing air guitar. You guys can't see, <laughs> but that I is like see. that. That's brand. That totally supports the song. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. But that lyric, highway to hit, like yep. that is like catchy, that's the shit. Boom, right in your head. That's the shit. Okay, yep. and now now not to beat Black Sabbath to death. No. But what about Iron Man? Iron Man. What about that song? What's what the, where's the hook? Yes. Yes. Where is that hook, everybody? I think it's another example that the guitar, the guitar riff is hook, the hook. Yeah. But then when he when he uh, pairs his vocals with it. Well, let's go ahead. Well, 
he's singing the riff. That's what I mean. He's actually singing. Yeah, when his vocals come Everybody's in literally thing. doing the same thing. Yeah, the guitar, exactly. The bass, and and the like vocals are all doing the same thing. There it is. Uh, by this, by the way, is five minutes fifty four seconds. Oh, it's almost six oh, it's minutes. Fun. Better than Rush. Yeah. Wow. I think it is the guitar, the heaviness, uh-huh. the riff. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. The the you know, this is one of those songs where like, yeah, there's lyrics, <laughs> but like you know, give me more of that like, yeah, what the, rah, rah, yeah. Rah, you know, that heavy, you know. I mean, it's that's the birth of metal, you mm-hmm. know, in many mm-hmm. ways. Um, the, this is a weird one, dude. Yeah. Like, what in the hell is the hook to this damn thing? Whoops, I closed out too many YouTubes. Yeah, it happens. <sighs> yeah, we stairway to heaven. What is the hook? Where is the hook? Where could it be? No, we we we're not gonna play all of stairway. To heaven. I've been trying to. I'm trying to cut these uh, down a little bit. Yes. Um. No, no that's covered. No, we don't you, want the. I don't want the far corporation. I want. No, we'll the, go back up and type in. Get rid of cover. Oh, see, cover. I was trying to tell you. I was trying to cover your ass. All right, well, that would Fred be Zeppelin. Very, Fred Zeppelin. Well, Ma! Okay. Well, we know the song. I'm not yes, going to sit yes. here and we know what all the parts are. Well, I think, too, there's people that have their favorite parts of, that, of, that, yeah, of the song. Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite part is... There's a song. When this kicks in. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's very dreamy mm-hmm. and airy mm-hmm. and like I think the song also appeals to sort of like the the song has a um kind of like a uh Fantasy that Led Zeppelin right. was yeah, big yeah. on that like too. Fairy tale, fairy, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. To it. yeah, 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 yeah. So I think I think that, that there's that's the appeal to the song. So it's like kind of like the whole song is kind of creating like a soundscape, like a mm-hmm. kind of atmosphere that you kind of yep. get caught up in, and it's well done. And e- each one of the parts are me- memorable, so they're right. hooks in their own yeah. right. Yeah. So there's like four hooks. There's the first is the finger picking thing. Mm-hmm. There's that thing with the, the strumming, and then there's the outro. You know. You know, yep. with, you know the heavy rock thing. I think that like it's interesting though. Again, mm-hmm. kind of like in the in time, it's kind of in the vein of Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Lots yeah, lots of different yes. kind of different things parts, kind of all coming together, all all, put together, yeah. put together, all very memorable parts right. put together. Um, this song is was inescapable, and um, so but it has a this this is another song that has like a kind of a lot of different um, things going on mm-hmm. with it. Um, I don't. Yeah, this is fine. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, insanely memorable guitar. Right. I mean, I don't know if it's a hook, but it's right up. It's right up there but with you, the, yeah, the big riffs. Yeah, crawl. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those giant, you know, riffs that you know. Okay, mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. next thing in the song is what? The bass. Bass solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. No, not just the bass. It's a bass, the bass solo. Bass solo. Yeah, it's a, it's a Listen song. what he's doing. Yeah. It's a, he's playing his own sort of version of the melody. She right, right. He's sort of playing a counter melody exactly. to that. This is four minutes and 53. Oh. For those keeping tabs. So you got this very kind of like, uh-huh. it's crazy, you know, he's creating this thing, this sort of like feeling of, this song has like a feeling of nostalgia. Right, right. You know, that like yeah. you, he meets this woman, it makes him, reminds him of like his childhood and feeling safe and, Please. you know. And it all has like four guitar solos. They're all <laughs> yeah. pretty good, pretty memorable. The verses, uh, the choruses build. You know, the first mm-hmm. the first chorus mm-hmm. is kind of tame, and then he right. starts. Bi- here he starts rocking it up a bit, showing off what he can yep. do with his voice. Yep. Exactly. I think that it is the lyric. I mean, it. You know, th- that's the funny thing, like about a sentence, like or a phrase, like "sweet child of mine." Uh huh. Like it immediately starts brings like pictures to your head. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it's that's it's 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 you, this is one of those songs. How much the, the singer is caring for somebody. You've felt that in the past. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You can like totally immediately the lyric becomes unrelatable. I don't care who you are. You could kind of relate to whether you know. And I've known women that that made them think of their children, that could literally okay. their children. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I also, of course, there's the romantic context sure. of it. So it's relatable on on several different levels. Uh, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. some you know one of the things that uh, you find out in life is the harder thing to do is to simplify. Yes. Really just simplify yep. things. We tend to make things too complicated. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to hit a couple. We, we've hit we've hit a couple real simple. Well, Highway to Hell is the most simple song we've talked about sure. so far. Sure. But I've got one I've got one or two others on the on the list that uh are, you know, in the simpleton range. <laughs> um I think that we could say photograph by sure. by, you know, it has an amazing chorus. Photograph mm-hmm. over I'm not gonna play it. Now this one, now I'm gonna talk about mm. this song. Fascinating. Because we mentioned, you can't mention Stairway to Heaven and not mention Freebird. Exactly. So, what is the damn hook on this thing? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Okay, by the way, this is nearly nine minutes long. Yeah, so we'll... uh, (laughs) The songs seem to be getting longer. I know, it's going on here. And I complain about Rush having long songs. And look at this. (laughs) 
So it does have this very beautiful lilting mm-hmm. piano kind of, again, to create evo- evokes a sense of like longing. Um, and it is about that. So I think that like the lyric and the um, music go together well. But what, let's... Okay, hold on. Check out the lyrics for a second. Uh-huh. If I, leave tomorrow, I mean, this makes me want to, you know, my lighter. You right? <laughs> I, you know, I think this is a, this song I believe is, has the appeal of like being like a kind of a Western movie. Yes. Sure. I think that it has a kind of almost Sergio, not Sergio Leone, but maybe John Ford or one of those more romanticized mm-hmm, eras mm-hmm. Of, of Western films, maybe the earlier John Wayne kind of sure. thing um, where, you know, there's this, you know, I've got to go. I'm, you know, I don't want to, uh-huh. you know, what, you know, and I, I have to, there's something I have to do and it's far away right? and I don't know when I'm going to be back. There's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff I have to do. I, you know, I'm a cowboy, you know, you know, they have, it was a whole lifestyle and they would right. be gone for I, long I, periods I of time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, for, I must be traveling on now cause there's too many places I've got to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to get to the next, oh, is it going to let me do that? But if I stay with you, stay here with you, girl, things couldn't be the same cause I'm as free as a bird now. And this bird, you cannot change. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's that feeling of like, I mean, and there's a lot of songs about this, about, you know, kind of like, this, you know, the song Brandy by Looking Glass? Oh, yeah, it's sure. It's the same idea that like, you know, he's, you know. He's out there. He, he's out somewhere. there. He can't, yeah. he's, you know, my, you know, um, my life, my love and my lady is the sea. You know, exactly. this guy, his life, his love, his lady is the road. So yep. it's, it's the same. It's a, it's the same kind of idea, and I think that it is relatable to people. I think I think that we have a ro- we romanticize uh-huh. this type of idea, like about being like you can feel like being this person, and you kind of like romanticize in your head, and you kind of have a little fantasy uh-huh. about being in some kind of position where like you, you can know, just leave. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, yeah. and you know I don't know, girl, you know what I mean, and I know you're sad, but you know it's a like, very romantic mm-hmm. uh, kind of idea not just in the idea of romantic love, but in the idea of romanticism. Right. Um, and if you think about how this, what happens in the song. So he's kicking the horse up now. Uh huh. Ready. Come on, get it up. Here we go. Here we go. Now, now we're galloping. Mm-hmm. You can almost feel it, like right, like you're you're in the saddle. So their biggest song yeah. is "Freebird," and they were killed in a plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. Huh. Things that make you go hmm. But okay, so fine. We're gonna we're gonna end with one of the most obvious bands to talk about in terms of hooks. These guys, these guys were the these were guys were the band that changed the record industry from songwriters wrote songs and artists performed songs to artists 
wrote, wrote and performed, and performed their songs. own songs. Yeah, exactly. And that would be the Starlight Vocal Band, the ladies Starlight and gentlemen. Vocal We're band. very excited Abs- to be absolutely. playing there. Oh, that's not them. No. <laughs> it's been a hard day's night. And, I've been- and this song is awesome because it's two minutes wow. and 32 seconds long. Boom, right to the point. Get in and, and out. Get the hell out. What did, what did, what did, did Tom Petty say? Don't bore us, take me to the chorus. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Working There's a lot going on there that could be hooky. And it kind of comes back to the hard days night. Uh-huh. I work all day. Right, right. Um, yeah. So what do you think of the... Well, when it comes to this song, like, when I think about it, man, I just... Ringo's drums. Just laying down that backbone. You know, as soon as the song... You know, you got the opening chord, and then... You know, that's what I always remember about this song. Before so that's, you, that's be, the hook for me. Before YouTube. Yes. There were very, very angry blogs about that opening chord. Really? Somebody, <laughs> since you, when YouTube came out, a lot of guys, people figured out. I figured what, out. This is what it is. Yeah. And they played it and you can hear it. Yeah. Um, but there were, oh my God. I, I don't know how I ended up going down the uh, three, oh, no. uh, uh, Hard Day's Night rabbit hole oh, one time no. with that opening chord. But there <laughs> were like guys were like calling each other everything but a white boy, you know. Right, like, right, just right. Like, oh, my God. I was like, you know. <laughs> and it's standard tuning, yes. I don't remember what it is. I can't it remember. It's something different. It is different. And yeah. I, do, I don't believe it is one instrument. I think that that's the key oh, to it. it I might think be it's it. two. Yeah. I think okay. it's two things together. I don't know. This isn't what the, the podcast is about. That's right. Um, but so there's that whole thing. Then there's this part. Count more cowbell. Uh huh. There it is. Um, wow. So I think that that is the night, and who can't mm-hmm. relate to like, God, yep. man, oh, can I work anymore? Fucking this job's kicking my ass. Like, who can't relate to that? Mm-hmm. So there's an awesome lyrical hook, right? Right, it, built it, right in, like, and they I just built the song yeah. around it. And the song has a little bit of a you know kind of naughty sex appeal with uh, mm, when yeah. I, I find it, you know when I go home, do you find things that you do that make me feel all right? You know that was oh, probably my. at the time considered really like whoa, oh, that's a little risque there, yeah. buddies. You know, yeah. <clears throat> and they had long hair. That's crazy long hair hippie freaks. Um, yeah. There is so that's that. Um, I I posted I put an article in here about the thirty greatest hooks in heavy metal, and I'm not going to read them all. I just want to look at maybe the top five because okay. I thought this was fun. Because even heavy metal has hooks. Yeah. It's just a sort of like example that like the re, the what's why you like something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Twisted Sisters. I want to rock. Sure. So what's the hook? Is it the? It's just the idea. I want to rock. Yeah. yeah. I want to. I want who doesn't yeah I totally mm-hmm. get it right I want to rock, rock yep boom you know and the song has your head going up of course you know yes. Dragula 
by Rob Zombie. This is a song that I couldn't tell you. Oh, I don't know the words to. I don't either. I just know Dragula, and it's about yeah. the car in um, what? Uh, Monsters. Monsters, yeah. 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 Uh, breaking the law. Yeah. Car. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Boom. You know, of course. There's your hook. Yeah, there's your hook right there, of course. Um, Duality by Slipknot. Mm-hmm. Walk, of course, by Panther. Walk. Mm. What are you talking about? You know, of course. That's, <laughs> and it's got that awesome riff. <laughs> right. Um, run to the hills. Sure. You know, and yeah, again, like right. the song, th- this is a great example of like run to the hills. So yes, the song tells a story and he talks about the native Americans and the European mm-hmm. settlers. And he gives both perspectives and right. both verses. But the idea of running to the hills and running for your life is like, again, a kind of relatable thing. Cause yeah. sometimes yeah, you you're, like, you're like, I think it's my God here. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> you know, I'm dealing with all kinds of problems. Exactly. Master of Puppets by Metallica, sure. probably the riff. Um, uh, Bodies by oh, Drowning yeah, Pole. You, you know, who you can't pick that up. Kickstart My Heart. Yep, there you go. But, but Monty Crew's got a million. Shout out the oh, Devil is a giant. Yeah, yeah. Girls, girls, girls. And sure. I was just thinking about this one. Rocky Like a Hurricane. Oh, yeah, Scorps. there you go. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that's, um, anyways, that's a handful of those. You can read more about that at, what is the name of that site? Where We Are the Pit. We Are the Pit. Thirty biggest uh, hooks in heavy metal history. Yeah. Uh, some other references and stuff I threw in there. You can play around with. Um, this band yes. is my new and notable. Oh, nice. And uh, I heard them on uh, the Pennsylvania Rock Show last night with Bill Damiano. <laughs> Theriaka, Therisha, Theriaka, Theriaka, yeah. Produced, I believe, by Mike Ofka. This is called Before It All Fades. Before It All Fades. Album comes out on March 13th. Yeah. I like this. I like that tone. This is yeah. really good. Holy These guys are from Pittsburgh. Okay, there's your hook before it all fades. Yep. Yep. Uh, four minutes and 14 seconds wow. of that. I put a link to it in the show notes as well. I think that that's yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's kick ass. Local boys too. Yeah, local yeah, boys. So nice. they uh, good job, guys. Good yeah. job, good job. And thank you, Bill uh, Damiano, for having them on. That or else I wouldn't have known yep, about see? them. Um, so I uh, I always try to tell you about some cool shit I found on YouTube. Uh huh. So I ran across this channel, Colorado Music. Express. Okay. Uh, they don't have a lot of videos. They just got a few hand. They got a handful of videos. Um, 
But I watched two videos of theirs. And w- the first one I watched was on Joe Walsh and Barnstorm. So Okay. Joe Walsh left the James gang mm-hmm. and moved to Colorado and got together with these two other musicians. He put his, together his own studio um, that be, where the, a lot of people came and recorded. The Eagles recorded there. He produced a couple records for Dan Fogelberg there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so it was in the mountains of Colorado. It was like very, you know, uh, pan, very scenic, very like relaxing away from yeah, hustle and bustle yeah. of the city. Um, and because uh, he was original, I believe he, he was from New... I believe that the James Gang was based out of New Jersey. Okay. So... This is a little mini documentary about this period of his life up until the time he ended up joining the Eagles. Okay. <clears throat> it's really neat. It gave a lot of interesting tidbits, stuff I didn't realize. Also, these two guys, and you have to watch the documentary to get their names because I don't remember, ended up playing with Joe. I think the drummer still plays with Joe Walsh. Really? Um, they, him and the, the, the drummer and his bass player, they just had like really good friends. Uh-huh. Oh, really uh-huh. good friends. And... Um, he uh, um, so, but what they morphed into just Joe Walsh. So okay. they did one album as Brainstorm, uh-huh. Brain, Barnstorm, Barnstorm, excuse I was me. Say. Barnstorm. <laughs> and um, there's hits on this record. I can't remember what. There's two of them that you would know. Rocky Mountain Way might be one of them. Okay. Um, don't hold me that. I gotta have to go back and 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 go Check look to the catalog, yeah. uh, the album, his albums again. But the bands that played on, you know. Um, what is it? The, the smoker you get, the drinker, right. whatever, yeah, whatever you know. That is, yeah. You know, uh, um, all those you know funny titles. These are the same guys. They they just went under Joe Walsh instead of okay Joe Walsh and, and Barnstorm. And Barnstorm. Yeah. They just you know I guess probably the record label and everybody's like, well, everybody's pretty much interested in Joe Walsh. And yeah, it's like so. just easier and mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, yeah they. Uh, <laughs> They, they, you know, it's it's a really fun documentary. Uh, on a side note, you know how YouTube will, if you watch one thing and you like it, uh-huh, it'll, it'll so, yeah. So I ended up after watching a little documentary, a little interview, not rather, excuse me, with Tom Bukovac. You know who he is? I don't Tom think Tom so. Bukovac is like uh, Waddy Wachell. He's like oh, one okay. of these guys that tours with people. Tours with people he yeah. does place a lot of rhythm guitar. Okay. A lot of gigs he gets are like supporting other uh-huh. guitar players. Right, sure. And he lays back. And um, he was the rhythm guitar player for Vince Gill for a long time. Oh. And he got to know the drummer for Barnstorm, Joe Walsh. Okay. They're, they've been, they were buddies. And he Joe Walsh said he wanted to meet him. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and Joe wanted to hire him for a tour. And so he's like, I had to go tell. I had to, He's like, I oh, wanted no. to talk to Vince Gill about it. Yeah. And he says... Obviously, he's a guy. Vince knew about it already. He said, yeah. Joe Walsh called you, didn't he? <laughs> like, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. man, you got to go do it. He's Joe's a great yeah, guy. I know yeah. him really well. He's a good dude. So he ended up tour- going on tour with um, with Joe Walsh, like in a current, more current incarnation. Okay. Like, like in yeah. the 2000s. This wasn't in the 80s or something. Right, you right, know what right. I mean? Um, and he said, he, he told a lot of funny stories about 
about Joe Walsh, but he says like, like he says the he he has the most intense fans. He says oh, people yeah. like he's the, the looks on these people's faces. They knew everywhere. They were so into uh-huh, like uh-huh. and like when he would talk, they just you could tell these fans just absolutely adored him. And he yes. said the gig Joe's gig is pretty loose in the sense that he doesn't care how you play the song as long as it sounds like the song. So okay. like you don't have to like play the every exact, little thing yeah. exact. Mm-hmm. You know, he says that uh, he gets um. If you if you don't play loud enough, he gets mad at you. If nice. you play too loud, he gets mad at you. He's oh. like, and it has to be like, <laughs> Could just be right. absolutely right um, there. Yeah. And um, <coughs> and it, but he told a bunch of really funny stories um about about Joe Walsh oh, and like man. apparently he's got Joe has lockers all around Los Angeles uh-huh. filled with guitars, yeah. amps, yeah. effects. Sure. <clears throat> he's got so much shit. Like he doesn't even know what he has. Yeah, he's probably got guitars that like people were like looking for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Locked away in a locker somewhere, yeah. storage unit. Yeah. So, That's anyways, so like Joe Walsh is. I think he's lovable, and it's yeah. just like a and uh, River Docks has a great thing about Joe Walsh too that we did talk about another time. I also speaking of hometown boys, mm-hmm. I know this guy personally, Corey Congilio. This is the latest offering from Carter Vintage Guitars. This is Corey Congilio. He's from Pittsburgh. Oh, that's cool. He's playing a 55 Fender Telecaster. Nice. Corey um, has a pretty good following on YouTube now. He left Pittsburgh and moved to Nashville. Um, uh, 15, like a long time ago, maybe 15 uh-huh. years ago. Um, but I ended up taking his gig after he left, um, within the saddle. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, I've seen him play that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He and I both played in, in the saddle. Um, and, um, and we got, we both got the gig through the same, we get because of Steve Jackson. <clears throat> so, anyways, um, yeah, Corey Congeal, check it out. I put a link to. It. He's such a great guitar player, and Carter Vintage Guitars. I mean, this what this is like. This is like I love a, that. I love that YouTube channel. Yeah, it's a great, and it's like an un like a little known thing, you know. Like guitar players know about it and everything, but if you just want to hear guys sit down and sit play down an and instrument play big, and really play really good, good. Yeah. sometimes completely unaccompanied, sometimes there'll be one other person playing. Right. Sometimes they get two really, you know, they'll get like Billy Strings and Marcus King to play together. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, you know. <laughs> There's some great stuff on there. Uh, Carter Vintage Guitars, and of course it's Vintage Guitars. They have the they they have this giant, like looks like a warehouse of these mm-hmm. amazing instruments that are probably... Buku. I mean, what do you think yeah. I'd be that 50? What do you think that's well, price a, on a 55 it, Telecaster? 10 yeah, I grand? Know, yeah. Easy. At Might least, at least, because that's a very clean one. <clears throat> yeah, know? super clean. So, yeah, 10 to 15 probably. Um. So, yeah, a couple things on YouTube. There's, I have a bunch of others. I'm a total YouTube uh, bizarro nut. Yes. Um, I love uh, a couple of my, fa- fa- one of my favorite channels is What Lurks Beneath. Ooh. And they tell so I'm making quote air quotes true uh-huh. stories yeah, about it's based on you know right yeah. right you know cryptids and uh-huh. ghosts and right. and some of them are like 
factual things like missing persons sure. and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of weird shit that goes on in our national parks. But um, but yeah, so, I, so I'm, I'm a YouTube nut. I watch tons of stuff about film and film mm-hmm. criticisms. And yeah, film, yeah. You know, if I watch, like when I read that book, The Croning, and I finished it, like I immediately went to YouTube to see, and looked, yeah. reviews and commentary. Yeah, yeah. You know, for some movie I watch that maybe I'm like... Gee, that intrigued me, but I'm not sure I completely got everything about. It. I'll go uh-huh. and watch stuff on you, listen to guys like, talk oh, about it on YouTube. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, um, yeah, cool stuff. Um, yes. Let's uh, go to wolfscustoms.online, find yes. all kind of great custom work Wolfie. done for your guitar. Go to Rock Rage Radio. And download the free app it's and listen free, to great everybody. music. Absolutely. And uh, LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Yeah. For all kind of fun stuff. This is our, uh, we're going to check out real quick a, uh, I don't know if we'll do all of these, but let's yeah, just we'll run down it real quick. Uh, Patsy Cline made a final television appearance on this day in 1963, oh. singing San Antonio Rose and I Fall to Pieces. Yes, yes. Police were called after 100 music fans barricaded themselves inside Liverpool's Cavern mm-hmm. Club to protest the club's closure. The Beatles was the famous uh, venue for them. Mm-hmm. Simon and Garfunkel started a six-week run at the top of the U.S. singles charts and staying 70 with Bridge Over Troubled Water. Yeah. 1970, Led Zeppelin played a gig at Copenhagen as as the Knobs. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You know that story, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Peter Green, an oh. interview with uh, New Music Publishers for Fleetwood Mac. Peter Green talked about his plans to give all his money away. Yeah, he... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah poor more man. Yeah, yeah he really... Uh, I wish, you, I wish I was there when he gave his guitar away. He gave what? Well, that came up this. I was. I know one of the things I did is I went down to the guitar gallery this uh-huh. week. Was, had a really fun talk with Jimmy and Tim. Sure. Um, uh, but we were talking about Green because I told them. Oh, about did my, you tell them about it? I yeah. said, you know, I said I'm never going to be. Um, they the the reissues of that guitar. You know what? It, how much it costs for the reissue? For the actual Gibson reissue. Not you. The original. Wow. There's only one original one. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. They only made 140 of them or something. Fifty thousand dollars. Eighty-five thousand dollars. I was so close. I was just for a, a little for, short. For a reissue. Yeah, yeah. Kurt uh, Hammett paid two point one million for it off a collector. Wow. So, so that so. They, we were kind of going back. It was so funny because Jim heard one story about how how that guitar uh-huh. went from uh, Peter Green to uh, uh, Gary Moore, mm-hmm. and then you know, and, and then Tim had heard a different one, and I heard a different yeah. one. So yeah. we were, it was fun. So it was just like a, just Legend. like lore in the guitar yeah, exactly. community. But the, what I heard was that he gave that to Gary Moore under the condition that if I ever want it back, Gary have to give back to me. Right. And then eventually Gary. Ran on ran on hard times, and I don't know if Peter's family got it back off of him, and they sold it to the collector, or if oh, Gary yeah, himself sold, sold it. To, it right I don't to remember. The collector, yeah, <clears throat> and then um, and then that's who uh, uh, Kirk Hammett bought it bought from. It off, yeah, uh, uh, David Bowie's new electric band Ooh. to stay in 1970 played at the ba- Basildon uh, Arts Lab, right, the Experimental Basildon. Music Club. Uh, High Tide, Overson, and Iron Butterfly were also in the bill. Mm. Paul Simon, still crazy after all these years, was named Best Pop Vocal Performance and Album of the Year, the Grammy Awards. We don't get a lot of stuff about the Grammy Awards on, on this on these this days. No, well, it's only one no. time a year. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. It's, it is around yeah. the time when it's February ish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ray Charles was attacked on stage oh, by Lord. a man who tried to strangle him with a microphone cord mm-hmm. on the same nineteen seventy seven. 
Eddie Rabbit. I, he loves a rainy uh, night. He does. Uh, crossed over the pop chart to score a number one hit with "I Love a Rainy Night." Earlier written, uh, he had an earlier, he had earlier written the Elvis Presley smash hit "Kentucky Rain." Hmm. So he was one of those guys, like yep, like yep. Neil Diamond had written songs, that, and then exactly. he went, went on, on to become to be an, an artist. artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, U2 released a third studio album, "War," on this day in 1983, oh. produced by Steve Lilly White. Yes. 84, Michael Jackson won uh, record eight Grammy Awards, yeah, including Album of the Year. I remember this. Yeah. This was his, this, the, he was like, that's the reason why he's the king of pop. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, the guy from, David Byron from Uriah Heat passed away and said George Michael announced that Wham! would officially split oh, no. during the summer of 1986. Oh. I mean, he did not need, what's his name, Andrew? No, not at all. What is, I can't remember his name. Didn't need him. No. Like, he just didn't. It was really obvious it, he that had this the was, talent, yeah. That, yeah, it was George Michael. Uh, first sessions for the Oh Mercy album by Bob Dylan recorded stay in 1989 uh, 1994 clapped and played his 100th performance at London's Royal Albert oh. Hall not 100 in a row mm. no 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 they were they were broken up a little bit <laughs> Alanis Morissette won a Grammy in, in 1996 for mm-hmm. um, Jagged Little Pill yes Suge Knight Yes. Did something. Oh, my. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, Biles Muddy. Uh, Biles Muddy? Biles Jeremy, Muddy? Jeremy, drummer, Biles Muddy. Sometimes Jim, I am. Drummer. <laughs> muddy Biles, but I don't want to talk Muddy Biles. Drummer, Muddy Biles. Muddy Biles. Muddy Biles. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Buddy Miles played with Hendrix uh, in last year with the band Gypsy. He died at age six. That's, that's too young. Uh, that's way too young. Arctic Monkeys won three uh, Grammys. No, of course they Boy didn't. George pleaded not guilty to falsely imprisoning a male escort by chaining him to the wall. <clears throat> you know, that's like, here's what, I'm going to tell you what happened. Yes. Boy George oh, okay. wanted to get a little freaky. Yeah, a little freaky. And the guy, I'm sure this guy agreed to it. Sure. Then it realized it was Boy George and thought he could get some money. Uh-huh, Exactly. Uh, T-Bone Wolk passed away this day in 2010. He played with a lot of people, most notably uh, Hall & Oates. I believe he was part of the Saturday Night Live band with G.E. Smith as well. Um, So, um, do you guys remember Andre Previn? Yes. Uh, He was a a conductor in the Pittsburgh Symphony for many years, and then he went to the West Coast. He passed away in in 2019. If only he would have stayed here, he'd still be alive. (laughs) Well, maybe not. Yes. What, what uh, kind of, not. What are you smoking maybe, again? I want maybe some. Not. Maybe not. Uh, Marty Sanders, happy birthday from Jay and the Americans. Yeah. Um, Don Helms, who uh, played, played slide guitar with Hank Williams, born in 27. Joe South, American singer-songwriter, had a hit, single games people play. Oh, like, yeah. Born in 1942. Oh, Brian wow, Jones yes. from the Beach Stones. The, beach uh, the rolling, rolling beaches, beach the the, the the beach, uh, the Rolling Stones, born this day in. Ni- Donnie hey, Irish. Irish birthday today, hey, Donnie Irish. Donnie is eighty years old. Do you I saw that? who who posted a picture with him. So yeah, because I, I think he's Katie, performing. It might have been Katie Simone. Yeah. or somebody posted a picture with him. Oh, you know what? He he sang the national anthem uh, a couple of nights ago at the hockey game. And I was at the bar with my uh, co-worker, and I looked up. I'm like, Donny Iris. And the kid's like, what? Because he's, like, super young. And then they showed the back of uh, Donny's hockey jersey, and it said Iris. He goes, oh, that's Donny Iris. I'm like, oh, shut up. Get out of here, man. <laughs> yeah, Donny Iris still singing. 
Yeah, he was a member of Wild Cherry and then the Jag of the Jaggers, then Wild Cherry, and of course, amazing solo career. If you yeah. are not from the Pittsburgh area and do not know who Donny Iris is, I encourage you to go listen yeah. to Donny. He's fucking great. Great, great song. But I'm not just saying because he's from Pittsburgh. He's yeah. really good. Uh, Ronnie Rossman uh, from Tommy James and the Shondells, born this day in 1945. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dan Sassoni, American singer, songwriter, musician, member of the Four Seasons. Jeff Nichols, British musician, keyboardist, longtime member of Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Eddie Mannion, American saxophonist. Saxophonist, that's fun to say. Who played with Southside Johnny and the Asbury Dukes. Sure. Uh, I think he did a little jamming with Bruce Stringbean and the Sesame Street <laughs> Band. Yeah. Phil Gold, British drummer, songwriter, Phil Gold from Level 42, mm-hmm. born in the state in 1957. Ian Stanley, man with two first names. Wow. From Tears for Fears, born in the state in 1957. Cindy Wilson, oh. uh, f- founding member of the B-52s, sure. born in the state in 1957. Marcus Lillington. Lillington III. Uh, uh, was from the British group Breathe. Was born in 1967. Nigel Godrich. Godrich. From with Radiohead was born in this day. Jason Aldean, country singer. There's a uh, Aldean. Jason Aldean's in Nashville on on Broadway Street. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. Uh, Alex Tannis, musician, drummer, singer, songwriter. Uh, with the Canadian music band uh, Fuge, uh, what are they called? Reggae Ma- Fusion. Ma- Fuge, Reg- Reggae Fusion uh, called Magic. Magic. There we go. And Jake Bug. Yeah. Jake Bug. Singer songwriter Jake Bug, born Jake Edwin Kennedy. Oh, I'm see why he changed too. his name. <laughs> uh, debut album, largely co written with songwriters Ian Archer, Matt Prime. Crispin Hunt was released in 20... 20- I do not know this I don't artist. know this person, but happy oh, birthday Oh, they were born anyway. in the 90s, so I oh, wouldn't know Oh, that's that. why we don't know yeah. Yeah. We're a couple of old farts. Ah, Sometimes it feels good to fart. I know, I'm just saying, right? Like, like one of our founding fathers said, fart proudly. <laughs> you know who said that, right? Was it Ben? Benjamin Franklin. Of course. Fart, oh, ben, ben fart proudly. Fart proudly. Woo. Oh, wow. We got through it. It only yeah. took two hours. Two hours. I know. But it's, it's a fun. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it helps so we can play the music so we can explain what we're talking about. So I, I, do I agree. Like I agree. It was it was time well spent. Also, there's 15 minutes of us te- like just dicking around. And oh, stuff. that's this, true. So, Before so we it's more like an hour and a half. Yeah. A little right. bit over an hour. No, that's so cool. Good. That's bad. good. Without good. really. That's, yeah. Uh, you wasn't know. bad. Wasn't bad. Wasn't yeah. bad. Wasn't. Um, guys, uh, have a great week yes. um please listen to the pennsylvania rock show because bill does a great calendar of um happenings mm-hmm. I, I i enjoyed his podcast and it gave me ideas for things we could, oh, cool. we could do as well Very good. so um i need to go like i don't think he drinks but i'd like make maybe take him to lunch or something like that there and, and have a have a you know one-to-one and nice. kind of pick his brain a little bit because he's doing some really good stuff. But I check him out because if you're looking for local shows in the Pittsburgh area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he really does a good job of oh, covering yeah. stuff like that. Um, so ch- check him out. Uh, LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Please go and check that out because you get access to my inner circle group. And um, you never know. I've, I've been popping in a lot more to do things. I'm going to be doing um, some... I'm going to get back to doing some stuff about talking about lyrics of songs. There's going to be some like guitar tutorials. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna. I did a really cool thing. I never done this before but the other night I just sort of did a um, stream of consciousness guitar playing yeah no I, track. I saw it you see it yeah no track just like oh, played and was, I was like yeah, it was like a lot of I was fun like, I'm like oh, wow it was like something to <laughs> it was actually really good like it wasn't boring I think what happens when you when you 
when I when you play the tracks, <clears throat> is that like um, it's easy to just fall into playing like a lot of exactly links, right. You know, whereas this is like there's nothing else there, so you're trying to make music. You're trying to like uh-huh, can I uh-huh. come up can, a hook? <laughs> you know, you try to give a yeah yeah exactly. can I come up put something kind of together. Um, and all I do with that stuff is just try to like get a great sound that I enjoy hearing, yeah, yeah. and then just let it. You can tell you were just enjoying the yeah, moment, yeah. just having fun. That guitar like, is awesome cool. too. I love that guitar. Yeah. All right, guys. So you can find out more information at LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Mr. Pittsburgh, is there anything you'd like to end? You know, talking about guitars there, Lou. You know, uh, our listeners out there, I'm thinking there's probably about a hundred thousand of them. If each one sends me a dollar. Just, what's a dollar to you? It's a cup of coffee each day, right? No. Send me a dollar. I could get a really nice guitar. I'm just saying. Not tax deductible. I'm sorry, but just a dollar. Okay, we're going to we're gonna close there, but I think that we may have to pop into the group and have a discussion about something. So oh we'll my. talk about it in a minute. All Anyways, right. guys, thank right. you for hanging out with us. We love you guys. Have a great week, and we'll catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See ya.